Alrighty, gang. This is take two. Take two. We've tried this once. My computer failed us. Yeah, I mean, so, like, we recorded this bonus episode, what, like, a week ago? And in the middle of it, all the internet in my house went out. (laughs) So, like, jerry-rigged my phone and the microphone to record. And then um, we did the recording, and then um, Danielle's uh, garage band quit without saving. So um, (laughs) It was just like, I'm done. And I was like, uh, yeah, the Lord told us that this episode is not ready to go, so we're going to do it again. We're going to do it again. So... Here we are. So this week we are discussing, we asked you all, what was the first book you loved? And I feel like we got a lot of like young books, like books you read as a kid, which I feel is appropriate because mm-hmm. our next book discussion is on a YA title. Yeah. And so I feel like that was really great. So um, I guess I just want to check in. How have you been, Molly? You've been traveling. <sighs> I've been traveling. Um, yes. Yeah, so I was in Dallas and... Um, you know, we want to keep this short, but I just I have one quick, quick story to to share about your str- <laughs> your 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 tragic cab ride. About my tragic cab ride. Um, so I was at at LAX. Um, I had flown in. I was exhausted. You know, I lost the two hours, and I tried to get a lift, and the guy like you know, answered my call and he was like, nah, I'm not going to take you. And I was like, what the fuck? So I'm like trying to like, you know, complain to Lyft about it. And I just say, I'm going to get in a cab. I don't care, you know, at this point. So I jump in the cab and the guy's like, oh, my, um, you know, computer credit card thing is down. So he's trying to fix that. I'm like, okay, whatever. So finally he gets that up and then we take off and we're on the 105 around like 4 p.m. on a Friday um, so there's like crazy traffic and all of a sudden we're coming out of that little tunnel and this cab driver, this other cab driver started like blowing his horn all crazy. And like he had rolled down the windows of his cab and everyone had like their arms out of the window and they were like, you know, waving their hands all around. So my cab driver was like, huh, I wonder what that's about. I'm like, huh. So then we get on the freeway and all of a sudden we start, we start hearing a flat, 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 flat. And it's like, oh, shit. The guy's like, oh, I have a flat tire. So he pulls over to the side of the road and he hops out. I see his whole ass crack when he, like, (laughs) pops out, which, you know, is no judgment, but it was unexpected. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm staring at, like, the crack of his ass and he is looking at the tire and then he, like, gets back in. He's all anxious. And I, I swear, like, when he got out, I was like, I have never, like, seen a cab driver pull over on the side of the freeway. You remember what the freeways are out here like. It's, like, oldish. And crowded ish and very crowded. <laughs> so I was like, holy shit, is this how I go out? So he's like, you know, looking at the tire and finally he gets back in. And then he's like, yeah, I have a flat tire. I'm going to have to pull off. But, you know, there's like there's so much traffic and the uh, the exit is like two miles away. So we're like creeping along and the tire's going like flap, 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 flap. And we're creeping, creeping, creeping along. He has to turn the meter off, mind you. Um, and then all of a sudden, (laughs) that'd be my first thing. All of a sudden we hear another flat, 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 flat. This fool had two fucking flat tires. How? He had two flat tires. I'll tell you how, because this motherfucker is riding around on two flat tires that he just keeps topping off and patching (laughs) and not replacing. Maintain your vehicle, sir. 
Right? So he's like anxious. I'm anxious. We're like trying to get off the freeway. It's taking about 15 minutes at this point. And finally, like he pulls off in this, um, like just completely random city. And so at this point, I'm like, well, fuck, who gets two flat tires? This sounds really sketch to me. So I'm like, wherever you stop, I'm just going to get out. And he was like, okay, fine. Um, and we were pretty close to where my boyfriend works. So I was like, I started like sending him where I was at, like my location. And I was like, I was like, go get me, help me. <laughs> like, What's going on? So like to his credit, he like jumped into action. He was like, I'm like going an, right now. Like an SOS. <laughs> right. Cause I initially called him from the side of the freeway and he was like, He's like, just tell me where you're at and I'll come pick you up, like on the side of the freeway. And I was like, well, I think we're going to get off. So we got off. We went um, and the guy pulls up to the, uh, you know, the air little box to fill up your tires. And so then um, he turns off the meter. It's like a 2065 or something. And he's like, well, let's just call it 20 even. I would have given him $10. I was like, the fuck are you talking about? And he's like, well, I mean, I got you this far. And I'm like, but motherfucker, this is not where I was trying to be. Right? Yeah. But he was like, he was really sketchy. And the gas station was like super sketchy. So I was like, fine, just take it. And then I'll talk to like, he, I was like, I'll talk to your boss after. And he's like, well, fine. Here's my name. Here's my cab number. Blah, 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 blah. So I was like, bitch, you, you and me got a problem now. So... <laughs> You and I are enemies at this point. So I get out of the cab and I have on like um, some like really cheap leggings and like a little tank top and like a sports bra. Right. Uh And I have this big like kind of older suitcase. So I hop out of the cab. This will like tops off his tires and like takes off. He he didn't even rude. I don't like cab drivers. I've gotten into (sighs) it with some Chicago cab drivers. I tipped 150 cents once and he was very pressed like pressed about it. But. I mean, I that's feel like it earned. is a reflection of your service. Exactly. <laughs> so, like, I tend not to have a lot of patience for them, which is a good thing. I don't have to deal with them on any sort of regular basis. Right. But uh, I'm sorry you got stranded. Well, it, it doesn't quite in there. What? <laughs> so I'm, yeah, you know, I'm standing around. I I must look like some kind of. So I, I get a lot that I look a little bit younger than I actually am. And um, this isn't the first time I've been stranded somewhere, which you know, and have been mistaken <laughs> for some kind of teenage runaway. <laughs> um, we'll have to tell that story one day. <laughs> I need to be refreshed on that story, too. So that'll be great. Was this remember, in St. Louis? Well, yeah, when I was oh, stranded yeah. in St. Louis and that guy at the mall, I, Christmas, he thought I was a teen runaway. <laughs> And he was like, are you okay? Because I only had clothes for writing. <laughs> and that's another story. So I'm standing out here in this sketchy, like, gas station. And people are, like, really mean mugging me. Like, okay, who is this girl? Kind of looks like... Because, you know, it's L.A. So people, look, you know, get in fancy. bad situations. What's that? I was going to say look fancy, but also... <laughs> I I look like some, one of those, like, I don't know if you watched that porn documentary um, about the young girls who get, like, caught up in porn or something. No. <laughs> like, I'm telling you, I was not dressed for the occasion with this little tank top and these tights on. And so, like, all these guys are, like, looking at me and kind of, like, mean mugging me and getting real close to me. So I got on the phone. First, I called my mom. She didn't answer. <laughs> then I called my coworker. And she didn't answer. So then I called Frank and I was like, Frank, you know, not to alarm you. I'm just going to stay on the phone with you so people know, like, you know, I'm talking to somebody because some people were like trying to talk to me. And then um, this one like huge like Escalade pulls up 
And um, this guy, he's, like, blasting music, and he jumps out, and he's, like, he has, like, a shaved head, and he's got, like, these tight little jeans with, like, a really nice shirt, like, tucked in and belted up. He jumps out, leaves the car running, right, <laughs> and, like, starts walking towards the entrance of the gas station. And I'm standing, like, right in front because there's not really enough room to stand inside. And I swear to God, he, like, looked me up and down, and he was, like, licking his lips. Ew. Like, mm. I was like, oh, my God, I'm about to get, like, turned out by this dude. <laughs> So I kind of walk away from that. And then um, this other, like, guy, um, I don't know, he was, like, he had a lot of, like, dirt on his face. And he was kind of stumbling around. And he, like, he got really close, like, really close to my face. Like, mm, and I was like, fuck, Frank. So finally my boyfriend showed up and I hopped in the car. And, like, we pulled away. But I was like, yeah, I definitely, I look sketchy. And they look sketchy. <laughs> it was just you know what I mean? Sketchiness. I don't have these type of adventures. Like, <laughs> I mean, like, I'm trying to think. One time, I got delayed in town. Like, I just stayed in the airport. Like, <laughs> <laughs> right? It's it's crazy. Oh, I forgot. I, I called the cab company, and the girl was like, "Oh, well, you need to talk to our customer service because." Um, uh, uh, you know, everyone in customer service leaves at three thirty on Friday. Of course, they and do. I was like, well, that doesn't help me. And then she was like, well, I can send a new cab. So I gave her, like, the address. And she's like, wait, I can't because we're not licensed to operate in that city. <laughs> and I was like, then how did I end up here? <laughs> you were licensed enough to drop my ass off out here. <laughs> right. So I finally was like, I don't want a new cab. I just want my money back. Because I was like, at that point, I was like, okay, I don't know if there's a scam. I don't know anything about this guy. I'm going to give him the money. And then later, I'm just going to get my money back. And I'll just fight until we are both dead. You know what I mean? I will fight for this 20 bucks until we are both dead. Um, So I called, I was like, I just want my money back. And she's like, well, you know, he got you that far. So I just feel like it's fair. That's all? That's what they all They both said it. And I was that's what kind of makes me think it's some kind of scam or they've had a problem with this before. But the city of Los Angeles, um, they regulate their cab drivers. So I got all this bitch's information. And like I said, enemy for life. Enemy for life. I got his cab number. You know, hit me up if you want it. See, I would have just given him 10 bucks and then be like, what you going to do? I didn't have a 10, though. I only had a 20. Oh, oh, I am so sad for you. I would have been like, here's $10. I, because uh, I sat there and I argued with him. I was like, I'm not giving you any money. And he's like, you have to. I was like, fuck. Does he have to, though? He got you lost. And like, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm cheap. And it'll probably get me killed <laughs> one day. I that would have been the mountain I died on. I would have been like, no, I'm not giving you any money. I'm also a big believer of like, once someone has your money, it's really hard to get back. So the first step is just yeah. to never let them get your money. You're right. So, You're right. I'm, I mean, I'm thinking good thoughts for you. But at the same time, I'm like... Oh I'm my. probably not going to get that $20 back, but you know what? I give to expense it to my company, so. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> At least we're not like those kids on that island in the mall. <laughs> right? We were talking about that. That's my favorite story of this week. Like yeah, the you class, listen to a lot of Ja Rule. I, I was streaming some Ja Rule. Not as bad as I remembered. I was streaming some Ja Rule, and I was like, the class warfare begins, and comrade Ja Rule has thrown the first volley. <laughs> and this is the, You know, not the hero 2017 thought it was going to get, but the hero 2017, maybe it's the hero it needed. So, Oh, man. We, um, we got way off topic, but 
I just have one last question because I knew that we said we were going to keep it like um, short. And uh-huh. I know that there's one other thing that we want to talk about. Uh-huh. But um, how mad do you think Ja Rule is that he didn't stay with Fast and the Furious? I don't know. I heard he lost like millions of dollars. But I mean, he, he still got his name in the news. I mean, <laughs> we're still talking about him. I mean, but 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 how? Like, look at <laughs> Ludacris. You know what I mean? Even though Ludacris is saying like he doesn't have enough money to pay for his um, his child support, uh, like Ludacris, you're like in a movie that hit a billion dollars, like the fastest ever. It's yeah. like you didn't get any of that. Yeah. So I think like Ja Rule just sits at home and he's like, "Fuck, looking at Ludacris. This like, is that his, shit could have been me. This is his revenge plan against Probably. all those rich kids Up against capitalism. I mean, it worked." <laughs> I saw those photos, and it's like two pieces of bread and some cheese, and I'm like, this is the story my Friday needed. <laughs> like, uh, I don't know, if you go on an island just because you think Blink-182 and Ja Rule are going to be there. Right, and uh, that um, Jenner girl, uh, like, yeah, I don't know, that's on you. Yeah, it is kind of on you. Unless you, like, are a time traveler from, like, 2001, and you just don't know what's going on, <laughs> that's the only excuse. But um yeah, let's get uh, back to. <laughs> okay, there's we... one more yes, one more story we want to talk about because we did talk about this at length in um, the lost episode. What is this like our third lost episode? It is. We had really good like book related content on that lost episode. We talked about the Marvel thing, blaming diversity uh-huh. for their poor sales. We uh-huh. talked about World Book Day. <laughs> it's gone now. It's lost to to time. But we do want to talk about. I called her Blackface Becky, and I'm actually cool with that name. Um, Rachel Dolezal? 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 Dolezal. You know who we're talking about. And her yeah. interview with The Stranger by Aijima Olu. Basically, uh-huh. I have never seen someone get dragged so artfully. It was a master class. It was like, it was a thing of beauty. It was. Like the way she dragged her ass. Oh my God. I read it like four times. And it was I read it another time since the bonus. I I love it when she sits there. Like my favorite line is when I guess she, like Rachel is showing off all these paintings she did of her, like all these different colors. And Uh the author sort of like turns to us and turns to the aside. And she's like, and I think a direct quote Dolezal chuckles as she says this. Is this the most clever and original idea anyone has ever had? And like the disdain in that one sentence. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh. I will mm-hmm. say, I think this is the article that has destroyed her because I have not heard from her since. I've not heard her say not one thing since then because she couldn't say anything. It was like a ma- It was like a chess game. <laughs> And, like, just dragging someone's ass. She was like, oh, you want to say this? Like, she said something. all said something like, oh, you have to read the books. And she's like, bitch, I wrote the books. And I was like, damn. Oh, it was so great. And I'm glad. It was so I think, good. I think we were all just, like, sick of her. And I'm glad mm-hmm. someone wrote the last article that ever needs to be written on her ever. And we can be mm-hmm. done dealing with this woman. Because I think she's had, she's, like, 15 minutes of fame. She's had 20 too many. So. She'll be back on, like... Dancing with the Stars or something. Oh my god! I'm just picturing her trying to blame her uh, lack Should of. Should we do a, like the <laughs> lack of like? Should we do like the stanky leg? On... <laughs> <laughs> and then she'll turn to the judges and tell them they don't get it because they're not black, right? <laughs> and then we all, all in unison, roll our eyes. Yep. Ah, uh, but yes. So back to the books. This week we back were talking about your favorite book from your childhood 
And right, poor, the first book that you loved. Yes, like the one that like really the made that made you the person you are today, that made you listen to the two of us talk about books mm-hmm. on a on an amateur podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so we put this question out and we got quite a few responses and mm-hmm. they're like most of them stick to like that youngish age range. Um, before we get to the ones that the people submitted, let's say our own. What was your favorite book? Okay, so um, the first book that I ever like loved, and it's probably my earliest book memory that doesn't involve like my mother or a teacher reading to me, um, was The Giver. Um, and I think it was maybe like first grade or so when my mom gave me a copy of the book and she gave me a little like pocket dictionary and she gave me a notebook <laughs> and she was like, okay, I want you to read this book. And she's like, and as you read it, I want you to circle every word that you don't know. And then, um, I want you to, at the end of each page, write down the word, then look it up in the dictionary and then write down the definition next to the word. And so I remember I was like on it. Yes. And I like ran up to my room and I was like, I remember like laying on my belly and like reading the book and I had the dictionary and everything laid out and I had like the window open and you know, Missouri is like full of trees that my grandma curses at because they bring humidity. (laughs) But at that point it was like a really nice like summer day. It was like the perfect temperature. I was like reading and looking up all these words. And um, I remember that the exact moment where I think the kid's name is Jonas. Um, he's looking, he's playing catch with his friend. They're throwing an apple back and forth, and he's like, oh, the apple changed somehow. And um, if you've read the book, spoiler alert if you haven't, um, you know, the people in this world are conditioned not to recognize color. And he actually sees, like, he recognizes that the apple is red. And I remember I read that, I was like, oh my. <laughs> God, this book is in black and white. And I like ran down to my mom. I was like, this book tricked me. And I thought it was just like the coolest, just weirdest thing I'd ever like. It really like fucked with my like, how old are you in first grade? I don't know. Six or seven. Six or seven year old mind. I was like, holy shit, look at this. That's some advanced reading if you were six or seven. Yeah, I remember because then I went back the next year and I remember my mom was like, oh, um, you know, some kids, you know, their parents might not want them to read this book because it's a little advanced. And I remember, like, I had the copy. I, my parents still have it. And um, I remember I saw it a couple years ago and, like, every word of that <laughs> book is circled. <laughs> but I remember it was, like, really tattered. And I was, like, trying to tape it back together. Aww. And this kid, like, came up to me and he was like, uh, he was like, what are you reading? And I was like, well, this is my book. And my mom says that you probably can't read it because, like, your parents will get mad at her or whatever. Um, and so he was like, give me the book. And I was like, no. And so he took it and he threw it at my head, right? And then he ran across the room. And I stood up and I was like, you're an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> and so I remember I got in trouble and they pinned, like, a little note to my jacket, right? <laughs> so I couldn't take it off. And then I got home and I was like, fuck, I'm going to get in trouble. And I remember my mom came over to me later. She like, she was like, okay, what happened? So I told her about getting hit and all those things. And her exact words were, just next time, try not to curse so loudly. <laughs> and I was like, cool. 
You're like, we good. I'm like, I got it. No. I got it. Power books. Got it. I love that. <laughs> oh, that's great. Uh, my story is nowhere near that exciting. <laughs> Mothies has all the stories today. I'm like, I, I traveled and it went uneventful. And um, <laughs> first book I remember reading, I remember, or not reading, clearly. The first book I remember loving, this is sad. I was in like fifth grade, or at least it's the only one I remember was um sound the jubilee by sandra mm-hmm. forrester i think during our last episode we discovered you read the same yeah title. <laughs> and to this day i cannot tell you what it is about the book but i can't say it it sounds very me it takes yeah. place during the civil war it is a little girl she and her family escape and they join this community i guess it's like a escape slave community and they get homes and she starts learning how to read and they help other slaves that come. And I just remember, I liked the sense of community in the book. I liked the history. I have been reading, I guess, slave stories since, I mean, I started (laughs) reading Addie in like first grade. So we clearly see how I became the reader that I became. So, um, but no, I don't have, I remember reading lots of things when I was little and just reading it. I don't think I had the best like my grandmother would give me books, but she was like, yeah, read this book. And I'd go to the library in class and we'd have to get books, but no one was directing me. I think you might've had the advantage with your mother sort of like giving you the heads up on what was coming with the giver and the other things. So yeah, mine's not as exciting, but I just remember really loving that book. I checked it out of the school library. I think I read it twice in the period I had it before I had to return. And then I went and bought it at one of those scholastic school fairs. Oh. And I may, yeah, I may still have it somewhere, but um, that was the first book I remember just really like, I love this book. I, this book, I want to own it. I want to read it again and again and again. So, and I still can't pinpoint why just, it makes sense. That's the book Danielle, little Danielle would have really loved. Uh. <laughs> little Danielle really had a thing for slave books and it's disturbing. <laughs> Let's not examine it too closely. <laughs> But, uh, but now we'll get into your answers. I did want to say Arlene at Lock Pressed Books, super user Arlene, uh, she said The Giver as well. So you two she all. She did. The Giver and The Outsiders. So mm-hmm. you all are on that, that wavelength. Um, yeah. I mean, okay, she, so I follow her on Twitter and like she's reading all of the uh, uh, Song of Ice and Fire books and she's like really in step with a lot of our reading and my reading and it's just amazing. Like. We've got, like, this book connection going on, and I love it. I do, too. This is really neat. And so this is why we need, I need to get better at Twittering. Um, some other responses we got was one was from Sherelle at Sherelle Liam, and hers was, Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret. And that was mm-hmm. by Judy Bloom. and I realized, right, or was it Beverly Cleary? That was Judy Bloom. Judy Bloom. And I realized, like, I didn't read a lot of Judy Bloom's serious books. Like, I... I think I read, or I did read the it's me, God, are you there, Mark? It's me, God, are you there, God? It's me, Margaret. But I did read the super fudge books. That's what mm-hmm. I remember Judy Bloom for. That asshole little child who made his <laughs> sibling's life miserable. <laughs> are you there, God? It's me, Margaret. Is about her period, right? Like, it's the first time she gets her period. I think so. I, I haven't read it. <laughs> <laughs> I believe it is. Which makes it stand out, because I can't think of any other title that deals with, like, a girl getting her period. The Care and Keeping of You. Did you have that book? I did have that book, but that's nonfiction. Oh. It's like a... No, yeah, it's not. It's like... It's like we're going to help you deal with... It's like what's happening with my body. <laughs> yeah, it's like we're going to help you with this puberty thing. <laughs> there is no book about like, oh, here's a character going through this that I know of. Who knows what's been written since I was 
12. So yeah, that was so many years ago, (laughs) 18 to be exact. So, um, uh, that's so sad. I'm so old. (laughs) I was thinking about that. I got my period on the first day of middle school, which could not be more inconveniently timed. Like, do you remember when you first got your period? Like what happened? It was the night before the first day of middle school. Oh no. And I remember I was like, I don't feel well. Then I figured out, I was like, oh, that's why. And so it's literally a new building, new kids. And I'm sitting here worried about like, am I going to stay in this dress? Aww. It was so awkward. I'm like, yeah, that, that's my life. That's what, that's what would happen. I would get it. <laughs> Just left elementary school. Like, yeah. The night Did you before. do the thing where it was uh, seventh and eighth were? It was sixth grade. So, oh, sixth grade. Yeah. It was junior high, I guess, technically. But yeah. Oh, okay. So it was like right after fifth grade and then all summer. And like, I am not exactly, it was literally the <laughs> night before. <laughs> I had gotten all my school supplies. I was all set. And we have to go to Walgreens to buy a package of pads because oh, no. I have the best timing ever. Oh. Yeah. TMI, probably, but. <laughs> so all those stories always remind me of how inconvenient my body liked to be. Likes oh. to be. Um, let's move on. <laughs> no, I love first period stories. I think they're interesting. It's like. And I think it's really like a little cute when you see all the little kids and they're terrified to get theirs, and it's like, sweetie, it's, oh, not, I felt... it's not bad. It's just a really big inconvenience. I felt I was so like ready to get mine. I was so ready. Like I had that book. Um, my mom had talked to me about it, and she bought me like this little plastic purse, and she was like, "You can Aww. start carrying this," because my mom is way into purses, <laughs> and she passed that on to me. And so I remember I had my book, and I was like sitting, and we were like watching a movie over lunch. And I was like, this is it. But I have been saying that, like, for, like, a month. I was like, this is it. This is it. I remember, like, I was like, this is it. And I, like, raised my hand, and I was like, Mr. Cooper, I have to go to the bathroom. And usually, like, we went to kind of a, a strict school. Uh-huh. You couldn't just go to the bathroom when you wanted. You Did you go to? Did you ever go to a pre- predominantly black school? No. Okay. No, mostly. White. Um, but the school... <laughs> It was like, you know, you go to the bathroom when we say you go to the bathroom. It was like, and I remember my teacher was just like, okay, go ahead. And I was like, truly, I'm an adult now. Like, I can go where I want. I can do what I want. And here's all this blood. And little did I know that it would be like. The beginning of decades of inconvenience. Yes. Yeah. I just remember it's like, it's bad enough. Like, it was the first time I had switched classes and like all these learning things. And I also, like, in the middle of the day, had to try and find a time to go to the bathroom. I remember being really, like, it was really anticlimactic. I was like, this is it? Like, <laughs> this is it? So I was over it real fast. <laughs> <laughs> I could see you. Did you wear glasses when you were that yes. young? I could see you, like, sitting there like, I am so over this. <laughs> I was over it the first day. And then I was like, 30 more years of this. <laughs> so, Yeah. That was fun. I like, I think first period stories are interesting. Have you heard the podcast Mortified? Uh-uh. It's basically this episode, people might like it. It's this um podcast where people read their writings from childhood. So like their diary, their fanfic. They had an episode on like first periods. It was hilarious. <laughs> that episode and the Y2K episode, I highly recommend. Oh okay, gosh. well, check that out and share your first period story in honor of Sherelle. Yes, thank you. I really hope that this book is about your first period. What? This, we are sure that 
are you there? Goddess be Margaret is about your I first period. I am ninety nine percent sure she. It's okay. Like, it's, she. I don't know if it's all about her, but she gets her period. She gets it. I'm double checking now, <laughs> but uh, I am ninety nine percent sure. So, did you know? Um, there is a really big. Okay, so I work in social media and like stuff, and so I look. Yeah, she goes through like puberty, buying her first bra, and having her first period. So it's a major Oof. topic of the book. There is this big like I don't know how else to describe it. Period community on YouTube, and it's like mostly like thirteen, like twelve, thirteen year olds, and they've got like stashes where like they have drawers full of like maxi pads and tampons. And it's like advice for, it's basically like 12 year olds, I guess, giving advice to 10 year olds. Cause I don't know who else they could be talking to. And it's like just <laughs> really surreal. I watched a couple and I was like, this is, I'm too old to be here. Like, I need to yeah. Be like, this is for the kids. Yeah. And it was just kind of like, I'm trying to imagine like growing up with that kind of, I guess with it's kind of helpful. Yeah. It's helpful yeah. if you don't have, if you don't feel comfortable enough talking to your parents, YouTube is there for you. I guess so. But yeah, hmm. yeah. Thank you, Cheryl. That was a very interesting discussion we just yeah. had. <laughs> um, moving on, we had Collegiate Girls Club at Who Asked Ash. She said her stories by Virginia Hamilton, and she included this really pretty art of a black mermaid, and it's mm-hmm. really gorgeous. She's got like an mm-hmm. afro and a shell in her hair, and it looks and like, like she's either like a gold tail. Yeah, That's amazing. it looks like she's either like pulling someone down or <laughs> it looks kind of like she's pulling a child down into the water. <laughs> yeah. So there's something's happening and I'm sure it's in the story, but it looks really neat. And I think we Googled it during the last episode and discovered it was like black fairy tales, yeah. which I am always for. Yeah. I kind of want to get this. Did you ever watch Happily Ever After on HBO? I did not. I remember like, I don't understand why HBO has children's programming because <laughs> it just does not seem a place they would go, but it was like, it was all the fairy tales and it was animated and it was told with like black and Latina and like basically oh. non, non white characters and be like Cinderella, but she's Chinese and all these other things. It was oh. really neat. So that's what it sort of reminds me of. I really love that show, but again, it was on HBO. So yeah, <laughs> and I, I wasn't allowed to watch HBO when I was little. So yeah, we didn't even get cable until I was quite a bit older. We, we had cable. I don't, I don't, <laughs> I couldn't tell you. I don't want to go into how it was provided. Just that's how we had it. Um, Michelle Obama Jr. At, at Mona Fisa said a series of unfortunate events, which mm-hmm. I have not yet seen. I know it's a movie and a TV show on Netflix, and I haven't read it. I think that's one of those series that came out but after I was like done with like children's books. I think yeah. it's pretty new. Yeah, I think I read the first one, but then by the time the second one came out, I was like, well, I think I'm, I'm aging out of that. Yeah. So. I will say, and we'll probably discuss this when we do the YF episode, I think it's like a much better time to be a young adult reader now than I when we were. I think so. But it's just yeah, so, so much more stuff, and it's so much more diverse. And I guess like I could still read it, but now I'm like, eh. It's like, oh. I got so many things I got to read. I know. Aggressive Pacifist at Unicorn Inc., said, mm-hmm. as an adult, it was Americana, which I know Molly has read. And then as mm-hmm. a kid, she said Super Fudge, which I am there with you. I love the fudge books. He was just a badass kid, and he always got away with it. <laughs> <laughs> I liked those and, like, the Anastasia books, which I think was by Beverly Cleary. They are like, and then maybe the Ramona books. All those books about oh, badass kids. Oh, I like kids. the Ramona books. Yeah. I want that, like, with black kids. Is there anything yeah. like that? 
I don't know. If you know, like, let us know. I'm sure there is. Like you said, like, I feel like just children's literature, young adult literature is much more diverse now. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't be surprised if there's, like, a really awesome book out there. And we're just not hip to it because we're old. Well, right. I'm old. I don't want to. We have some younger, some younger listeners. I don't know. Like, you should be studying and not listening to our foul mouths, but <laughs> you know who you are. And if, <laughs> if you know, listening. let us know. Yeah, thank, thank you for listening. Let us know. Um, I'm going to try not to curse as much for the <laughs> we, next 25 started, seconds. We were, and now I think we slipped and we're like, this is us. Um, <laughs> Carmen Davis at Pretty Joy Below 8 said, Charlotte's Web, that book will mess you up. <sighs> My coworker read it to her son and she said he cried for an hour. <laughs> like, he really, I think he maybe was a little too young. He was six. He's six. I think he may have been a little bit too young. You, I know, have some issues with this book. So I don't want to, like, be rude about anyone's book because Charlotte's Web is a very well-written book. It's a classic. (laughs) It's imaginative. But I remember reading this book. Again, another strong book memory that I had. And I was, like, laying on a couch. No, I was sitting in our laundry room, hiding (laughs) from my brothers, (laughs) reading Charlotte's Web. And I remember that it came to the point where, you know, she writes some pig in Mm -hmm. the... um, and the web and you know the farmer and them come out and they're like wow this pig is like super smart he wrote some pig up in the web and I remember just being like irrationally like (laughs) angry like I was like it's unfair to Charlotte because this pig is taking all of her credit and if I was them I would think that the spider wrote it and the spider was eating the pig you know, like biting it and shit and then <laughs> saying like, this pig tastes really good. Thank you for this delicious pig. If I was a farmer, I would eat the pig because the spider was like giving a Yelp review of it. I remember I got like so rashly angry that I actually took the book and I threw it I out of this basement window. <laughs> Oh my I just talk- we did. And that sounds like really dramatic. But now that I think about it, we just. As children, we tossed a lot of things out of the window just into the yard. <laughs> like, whenever we got done with something, we kind of just tossed it out of the window or off of the porch, off of a roof, just into the yard. So I- I've tossed books in anger before. I've tossed, like, <laughs> I read one John Green book, that really famous one, which I guess we'll get into next episode when I explain uh-huh. how I gave YA a chance. The uh-huh. problem was I read it digitally, which meant I just threw my phone. So it's not as satisfying. <laughs> Maybe because I threw it a lot care- more carefully than I would have had it just been a book. I wanted to express my anger, but I didn't want to F up my phone. So yeah. That's another thing. Have you ever thrown a book? Let us know. Yeah. I think that would be really interesting. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. I just remember being really confused by Charlotte's Web because I was like, how does this spider saying some pig reflect back well on the pig? Right. If anything, it says like, wow, that's a really great spider. That spider's literate. It's like your little feminist leanings, your little baby feminist leanings. This dude pig gets all the credit for this girl spider's hard work. And then she dies. She dies. Yeah, I just remember thinking, it is sad. I remember liking the cartoon animated version. but like I don't like that either. That goose (laughs) had me fucked up. I remember the rat. The rat was entertaining. But, like, I don't remember getting it as a piece of literature. I was like, I don't know how the spider's web is reflecting on this pig, but I'll go with it. I'll suspend right. this, I'll suspend belief long enough to make it through this. Right. So I am very sorry, Carmen Davis, that we spent so much time talking about how we didn't like Charlotte's Web. But I will say it's a good book. Very well written. I know a lot of people love it. 
And I think Charlotte was a great character. Like, I think Charlotte's a really good character. It's mainly Wilbur we have the problem with. Yeah, Wilbur's kind of, you know, it's... Uh, yeah. <laughs> I do remember that was when I learned what a runt was. I remember that, too. Yeah, I think Charlotte's Web is the book that introduced like kids to like the concept of a runt. Yeah. So, because that's the only reason Fern gets him, right? It's because like he's so little. Uh huh. And they're like, well, here, you can have this pig as a pet because we're not going to do that. That and Clifford, I think, probably. Clifford, my first grade teacher loved Clifford. Like, all her teaching stuff was about Clifford the Big Red Dog. So, I Were you read, sick of it? Oh, I read, like, that year I read all of the Clifford books. This was before he had a TV show and was as profitable as he is now. Yeah. I was in first grade in, like, 1992. So. Okay, I mean, we're a year apart. So. <laughs> uh, our last two, one we have Danica London at Danica London. Uh-huh. She said The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, which I have not read. Oh, it's good. It is. I know it's an allegory for like religion and Christianity. If I yeah, so. and it's like a series. It, it's interesting that you said, you know, you really loved um, uh, the historical book, you know, set in um, <laughs> Slave yeah. Time. Slave times, Civil War, post-Civil War. And I'm like, oh, I love this like fantasy book and this sci-fi book. So I think I think probably the seeds started early. Yeah, I can see that. I feel like it's a similar thing with like music and movies. Like what you're exposed yeah. to when you're younger really shapes what you like when you're older. Yeah, true. And then I think our last one is one I have not heard of, but it was from Crazy Old Maurice. I appreciate the name. From <laughs> Havik... She has Havik finished... She has a H-A-V-U-Q-T-E-F-I-N-I-S-H-E-D. And hers was The True Confessions of Charlotte Doyle. And I have not heard of that one. Yeah, I wasn't familiar with it. I'm going to Google it real quick. Because it's up from when I Googled it last time. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, but it's a a swashbuckling tale of murder and mutiny on the high seas. The heroine is a 13-year-old girl. That's adorable. That's really neat, yeah. So there aren't a lot of adventure stories for girls. Yeah. It's usually stuff like relationships and personal things. Boys. Yeah. So yeah, I appreciate a pirate story with girls. That's yeah, really cute. Sweet. I think. Right. Yeah. I think that was a good discussion, even though we kept a little further, kept a little bit more on task than we did in the lost one. We yeah. still have Molly's side of the conversation of the lost <laughs> one. And she did a really good, like, she went on a really good, like, rant Rant. (laughs) at the comic book industry so i may try and salvage at least that piece because i feel like it needs to be heard (laughs) okay (laughs) some bonus some bonus bonus content yes lost content but other than that i think that's it for this this one i think so we're gonna discuss the hate you give Mm -hmm. literally like in the next few minutes yeah, but you know, through the magic of editing, you might it hear it a little like, bit later. Yeah, you might you might hear it after a couple of days since we have to space some things out. Yeah. Don't tell anybody. Yeah, <laughs> you're behind the scenes. That's why you listen to these bonus episodes. But um, we will come up with our next bonus question. We have not set a good track record for coming up with a question before post before finishing. We have not the first episode. <laughs> well, we can't promise we'll get better either. It's just a thing we're aware of. You know, these bonus episodes are casual. Yeah, they're no stress. That's why we like them. No stress, yeah. So uh, thank you for joining us. Join us for the next episode where we discuss Angie Thomas's The Hate You Give, which is appropriate, as I said. We discussed some young fiction, and this is a young fiction novel. So I'm excited. I'm really excited for this conversation. 
it's, it's like the highest ranked book because I do my year on books on um, Goodreads and it's like got a 4.72 rating. Ooh. It's the highest rated book of the books I've read this year. Uh-huh. So, cool. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. So as always, um, you can find us all over the internet. Um, we are on Twitter at, at Black Chick Lit. We are on Instagram, BCL Podcast. Um, we have a Gmail, which is Daniel. It's an e- it's a it's an email. It's just contact at blackchicklit.com. Oh, I thought it was Gmail. Look at us being fancy. <laughs> no, we got our own domain. We are. That's why I can't log into it because I'm trying to log into <laughs> Gmail. Oh, I wish you had told me. I would have helped you set it up. Yeah, no, we have our own domain. It's with the website, which is also at blackchicklit.com. So. Mm-hmm. We're, we're basically on all those platforms, save Instagram. Instagram, we are BCL Podcast everywhere else. We are just Black Chick Lit. Mm-hmm. Uh, thanks for tuning in, and we will yeah. s- you will hear us next time when we discuss The Hate You Give. Woo! All right. Bye! Bye!